Happy Thanksgiving. What's that? It's late? Not American? Ah, don't worry. It's always Thanksgiving somewhere in the world. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about JRPGs. Are they actually bad? And Death Stranding doesn't deserve Game of the Year. That and a little bit more in this week's episode of the Unknown Games Podcast starting right now. Welcome to episode number 12 of the Unknown Games Podcast. Everyone, thanks for tuning in and joining. This is a podcast about games and a little bit of life in Japan, plus the occasional McDonald's and fast foods, uh, the offerings from the land of the rising sun. I'm your host, Adrian, and I am joined today by my number one person who's always on the show. Alex. Me, Alex. What's up? Hey, um, that intro was kind of awkward. It made it seem like we were lovers. My number oh. one person. My number oh, one my... person. Always on the show, Alex. I, um, I mean, you are the number one person on the show, though. Yeah, thanks. I, we should do a, a ranking. Um, do a Twitter poll. Like, who's the number? Who's the best? And then... It turns out it's just like, there's only one option. I mean, we've had it's guest hosts. Yeah. <laughs> we've had guests, you know, we've had some guest hosts. We, we so had guests, yeah. It's possible to, you know, you know, it's possible. You could come in second. That's true. Well, maybe let's not do the poll then to protect my feelings. To protect your feelings, to protect our, oh, let's see then, see now I'm just slipping. Okay, anyways, everyone, it's a good day. It's a good week. It's black friday here in the u.s and i believe it is not black friday in japan uh, i don't know no. weird um, things black are happening Sa- black saturday dude that sounds insane black saturday i almost thought about like black sabbath that's a band that's completely different and black saturday does still sound Could kind be. of awesome uh how was your thanksgiving i guess if you want to talk about that a little bit tell our non-american friends what it's like to be an American and uh, to have a Thanksgiving meal. Well, that's a that's a good that's, that's a good one to to talk about, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so I, I got to give a shout out to our Costa Rica Costa Rican friend who's listening potentially. And that's America. That's still America. Though, that's still America. That's that's still America. I listen to myself, but anyways, yeah. For everyone listening around the world, you know, we're always glad to have you tune in. And yeah, so Thanksgiving this year, it's the first time I've been home for Thanksgiving in about, I don't know, five years or so. And I have to say that it was amazing. I mean, like, not gluttonous amazing, but I mean, I could have gone overboard. We had, uh, you know, green beans, uh, pinto beans. There was, of course, the turkey. We also had smoked chicken. and. Uh, I mean, like a lot of other Southern foods, cornbread was on point. Everything was so, so good. And the, uh, the best part is you can always take some home. I mean, a lot home. I mean, like three or four days worth home. Yeah, I, I get the impression that they just kind of make a lot of 
food, too much food essentially. They, you didn't go, you didn't have it at your house, right? You went to a relative's house? Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, my uh, cousin's house and like all my aunts and, and, you know, their families came over. It wasn't as many as usual, but, you know, solid 10 to 15 people, which is, you know, I guess a lot. And everyone brought their own kind of dish that they're either used to bringing. I mean, everyone usually brings a standard dish, usually, and unless someone mixes it up. You know, my mom's been bringing boiled corn for the past, I don't know, 15 years. Okay. And just like that's her specialty dish or? That's her specialty dish. I don't want to diss my mom, but I, I, mean, <laughs> okay. she, well, I mean, she knows it. She admits to it. She can't cook. So it's not only her specialty dis- dish, it's also the simplest dish. The easiest one? The easiest so that's one. Like, that's for me, like um, going to a potluck. I, I didn't go to a lot of pot- potlucks as a kid, but I don't know why. But whenever I went to a potluck, there would always be the one person who was just like, oh, I don't care. I'm bringing a bucket of KFC. There's always the one what? guy. What? Like KFC. I mean, KFC. Okay, so we're not even into the holiday season in Japan completely, but KFC is legit. Like, well, hold up. Not. I want to say legit. I want, what I want to say is KFC is a, is a big deal in Japan during the holidays. Well, at least for the holidays. Okay, I just want to say this on a... Just say this right now. I hate KFC in Japan. <laughs> I don't like it. What? Why? Um, it's just the selection, I think. So it's not like awful, awful. But like whenever I've gone to KFC in Japan, I'm always just like, I always walk away just being like, oh, that was an okay sandwich. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. I know that fast food is always fast food. And it's, I'm not trying to argue that fast food is, you know, restaurant great or anything. But I just like KFC way more back home. I'll always be like, oh, that was bad for me, but I enjoyed it. Like, I'll have a double down or something. Or like a crispy chicken sandwich. You have the, the, the infamous double down to double down I think they got rid- failure. I, I think it's they, gone. I think they got, they got rid of it, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, so I would have something like that. But then in Japan, I'm just like, oh, give me this, like, like what is it? Like the, the, wa- the wafu, like, teriyaki I, something? Like, I, I don't know. It, it's like, dude, KFC in Japan is... So, number one, it's overpriced for what you're getting. We're... And it's so small. It's so small. The bucket exists, right? I think the bucket of chicken exists, but honestly... It's so much money. It's so much. I mean, you're spending almost, what, 20, close to $30 for a bucket? Come on. Yeah. Anyways. I don't know how we got... We got off topic. This is weird. Talking about Thanksgiving, so... Yeah, yeah, we were talking about Thanksgiving... Because I'm thankful for KFC. What about you? No, I'm just kidding. But what are you thankful for? So, as uh, someone who recently celebrated Thanksgiving, what what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for, of course, you know, my family being home. I'm thankful for being able to live in Japan and and work with you know awesome coworkers and the job I have, the top secret job that no one else will ever know unless you're on my Facebook or my Twitter. Yeah, or. Well, then, then that would be, that's an obvious link, actually, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alex's job is cloaked as heck, so. Dude's <laughs> in the CIA or problem. I don't know. He's in the Canadian CIA. Yeah. Well, Which I don't is... know. That, that's what I'm thankful for. And the, this yeah, podcast. That, that's good. And the, and the listeners. The podcast and the listeners, because it's been amazing doing this podcast weekly and just seeing, you know, people actually listening. We're at like 108 listens, man. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate it. Your mom is dedicated. Yeah, 108 listens and 107 are mom. No, I'm just kidding. We do actually. I, my mom has no idea what I do online. Well, I mean, she you like can... came. With, yeah, she visited my apartment recently, really recently, and then so I have like equipment around here, like I have microphones and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "That's an expensive microphone," and I was just like, "It sure is, mom." And she's like, "What do you use that for?" I was like, "Discord," which is true. I'm, you know, I technically do use it for Discord. You do use it for Discord. I mean, uh, you could be using it for was it ASMR? It could be, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Alex has a secret channel that even I don't know about, where it's just Alex talking into the mic with that bassy voice again. We're this is how like stretched we are for content this week, everyone. Like, so what happened? I'm going to say it. What happened was, what happened was I, you know, I came back to America, but I didn't bring any gaming systems other than my PSP, and I brought two games. I brought. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions and mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core. Are you still are you playing them? Like have you been actually playing your PSP? I've I've been try so I've been trying to play Tactics and that game has a slow start. Right. And I'm actually I'm actually fine with the graphics, but it does not explain to me what's actually happening. So I need to dig around, find the manual to understand what's going on in terms of the battle system. Uh, it's not complicated per se, but there's just stuff I don't completely understand. So I decided to pop it out after about an hour, and I'm going to probably start on Crisis Core, maybe to prepare myself. I, I noticed that a lot of RPGs from the early 2000s are slow to start, at least in, in my opinion. So I, I rebought, not I guess rebought would be the technical, the accurate word to use, but I bought Star Ocean 3 on PS4. The one that's like the PS2 kind of just part yeah, of it. Is it Till the End of Time or something? Yeah, Till the End of Time. So I bought Star Ocean 3 on PS4. Because as a kid, I guess, well, when I was in high school, playing that game, I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed Star Ocean 3. I loved that game. I loved it. Uh, so I bought it on... um. PS4 so I could like replay it. There's no cheats or anything like there is for FF7 or 8 where you can speed time up or whatever. Okay. It's just straight up. It's just this is Star Ocean 3. Um, And I was replaying it and I was like, holy crap. This is boring. Like this is this is it, tough to get through. I mean, it's a lot of just walking around, listening to people speak, walking to the next thing. Like you're, they're trying to give you beads of the story and then because, I mean, it kind of starts off with action all the, all in any of them. There's some action, cinematic moments. Kind moment. of, barely. Well, I mean, it, like, in 3, like, you're in the hotel, right? Right. And then Sophia's like, I want to do things with you. And you're like, let's go to the beach. Let's do this, the VR simulator, which is actually just your battle tutorial. But, like, that was tough. And then you get the attack on the resort that you're at. And that's kind of exciting. But then after that, there's still so much downtime. Because you're on the rescue ship, and then you have to, like, walk around the rescue ship, and then, like, you're just, like, it's so slow. Like, it's so slow. It takes a while. Yeah. I mean, like, I I will say that I have infamously, and I think maybe I said it on this podcast, but I fell asleep even on Okami. Like, the first 30 minutes, I, 
I, I don't think I can even play a Legend of Zelda game now. I'm that bad. Like, like the older ones. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. Games have changed in that sense that I can start them up and, I don't know, maybe feel more involved in an RPG. Uh-huh. What was, the, what was the last RPG that you played? Like a modern one. What was the last game that you played? RPG, obviously. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like thinking now, it's like, when's the last time I played an RPG, man? That's... Maybe it was Persona 3. That was quite a while ago, though. Like that was on 2007. Like 7, and then I think it was the PSP version. Uh-huh. Okay. So that was the last RPG you played. So you you haven't played an RPG in a very long time, though. Wait a minute, Witcher three. Sorry, I played Witcher three. Okay. I'm trying to be super careful around my my broke mic, everybody. So yeah, my, I'm not laughing my as broke much. Mic. My broke mic. As anyway, it, it has no money. It, it has no money. It costs some money, but it it you know I ain't got my my normal station. But anyways, Witcher three, yeah. Witcher 3 was, was good. It was good. It is good. I actually haven't finished... I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or not. Um, it's long. I haven't put... Yeah, I haven't finished Witcher 3, and that's not because it's a bad game. It's the opposite. It's a very, very good game. But I'm the type, I'm the type of gamer where I, I think I, I easily get overwhelmed when it comes to side quests. And that game has so, the so definition. Many, so, the, so the definition. Many, yeah. You, you want to finish, but you really can't. You, you really... I mean, you can. People have done it. Mm-hmm. There are people, but it's kind of yeah. like, like the cool thing about it is at least the character and the story and everything is very, you know, very engrossing. You can, you can try to, you can find your way to get through the story and everything. When it, whereas something is like a Skyrim or Elder Scrolls. Oh my, yeah. God, God help me. Like, God help me. What's, I, I can't do it. Stop it. It's just done. Like, oh, I, I got lost 30 hours in and I just decided finally to stop. I've done side quest and not even touch the story Mm -hmm. in game done oh yeah but i mean i got i was hooked on witcher 3 and i would do a bunch of side quests and like in your log or whatever it's just like it kind of tells you if the if the quest is worth your time based on your current level right and then there are like quests that i was intending on doing but i was in the middle of some other quests and then by the time that i got around to those quests it's like oh it's not worth your time anymore and i'm like well okay but like i wanted to do it and i could do it but the rewards are just so bad that it really actually isn't worth my time yeah it's you know open world games for me i have a similar problem with that you have that it's just so overwhelming if it's you know if it's something a little bit more controlled like contained i guess where you know it's just go do this x amount of times go do these kind of collectible tasks. I, you know, those I can wrap my head around and do pretty easily. So like an MMO, like a fetch yeah. quest then? Like, like fetch quest almost. But when it, it's their full on stories or full, you know, actual side stories. And that's one thing. Oh gosh. I tried to play a good bit of the f- original, like the first Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. The one on Wii, right? The one on Wii. And my goodness, that game has stupid amounts of fetch quests and side story fetch quests. Like, it's, it's overboard. Like, anyone who's played that game knows it's on another level. Completely. Yeah, I actually didn't 
quiet, actually. Because um, that came out near the end of the Wii's life cycle in America. Right. North America. The fight. Um, Project Rainfall. Project Rainfall, which is pretty impressive that it actually, you know, that game actually did come out in English. So it came I'm out got... um, on the Wii, right? Yeah. Uh, Wii. Near, the, near the end of the life cycle. Was it 2009? It had to be 2009 or 10 because I remember getting it before I went to Japan, I think. Or after, so yeah, yeah two thousand no, me no, two thousand ten, two thousand nine, ten, yeah, somewhere. Me, me too, yeah, because I got it on the Wii, and then I like left for Japan. I didn't play it, and then I came back, and I was like, I don't really want to play this anymore. I, I will and say, was, oh no, continue, yeah. continue. Well, there was the then after like recently, like two, three, four years ago, there was the three DS re release for Xenoblade One, right? That was new three DS exclusive. Oh, dude, yes. Yeah. The one, which like, I think one or yeah. two games that were actually new 3DS exclusive, just like the DSi. Right. I knew, I know you right, Nintendo. Right, right. right. So there was like, that was the one game that was new 3DS exclusive. And at the time, I didn't have a new 3DS. So I was like, guess I can't play it. And then eventually I did get a new 3DS, but then I was like, but then the same problem happened where I was just like, I'm not really into this anymore. I don't really, I'm, not, I'm okay with not playing it. And then. Xenoblade 2 came out on the Wii Switch. Sorry. The Wii the, U. The Switch. Wait, Wii U, right? Xenoblade. No, you're talking about Xenoblade Chronicles X was Wii U. Oh, and okay, then yeah. Xenoblade okay. 2. Yeah, Xenoblade 2 is Switch. That's right. It's. Is so, it. Wait, has it actually come out yet? It's coming out, right? What is? Xenoblade 2. Oh my goodness, dude. That, came out, that came out a long time ago. <laughs> it came out a long time ago. I've like blocked that series from my mind, I guess. Apparently it's just yeah. it's dead to me and I'm just you know, we we, we yeah, talked I don't about... care about Blade. I don't care about Blade. Give me saga. Give, give me saga. saga. Give us our give remake. Saga. Give us our remake. If you can make all these other mobile games uh anyways, sorry. This has nothing to do with yeah. mobile games, but I'm just saying we, we express our opinions very much so on uh episode I don't know, two. That was like so. the second second episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We want but, that saga back. We want the saga. So RPGs now, I like at least for JRPGs, I believe they they're they're getting way way better about it. But some of them are just slow to start, and I kind of it's they're tough to play through, honestly, to to go back and play them. I would say, like, out of all the current JRPGs that you might have played or kind of want to play, like, do you have any recommendations for me outside of Persona? Um, what, like how, uh, anything, like anything released in, in the last 10 years is, is go like what, like the last two years, like, or any RPG. Okay. Uh, we can, we can go like last, like three, five years. I mean, you can go to 10 if you want, but just relatively um, recently if you want to. Yeah. Other than Persona, right? Other um, than for Persona. sure. Near, uh, yeah. Near Automata, like no question. Okay. Okay. That's like a hard hard recommendation that's so good okay um tales of bazeria i gotta remember this is bazeria with the b not yeah not not vesperia no but bazeria so yeah tales of bazeria near automata and let's see here um i don't know you might like ease actually so i'll go ahead and start with ease eight okay 
So there is a story for Ease. Um, they they are connected, but I wouldn't sweat it too much. Like, don't really worry about trying to play Ease one, and I actually maybe don't recommend it. So just start with Ease eight. You'll be okay. Okay. And I don't know, dude. I think those are the games that I've genuinely enjoyed in the last couple of years. I mean, that's it's uh, like a solid list, though. Uh, Ease. So Ease eight. Uh, which you can get on what PS4 or is that you a... can get that on like everything, my friend. Everything? <laughs> you can get that on Switch, PS4, PC. Um, PC port was and or is borked, so maybe just get it on PS4. Okay. Yeah, uh, you don't have a Switch, but yeah, so get it on PS4 then. Yeah. And then, um, Tales of Berseria is on PC. If you live outside of Japan, I had to use some. VPN trickery to get it, but oh no, I bought it in Canada actually. So I went home for Christmas, and then I was like, oh, I don't need a VPN. I'm just gonna buy Tales of Berseria right now. So if you're outside of Japan, you can get Berseria on PC, and then otherwise what? you can get it on on PS4. So there's no PS, no, there's no, there's no PC version in Japan. I mean, technically, no. Um, I can what? play it on PC because what? I bought it. So I was I was home. I was home for Christmas. So I need to buy bought it, it now, if I would like to play it on PC, like in the States. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, essentially. So buy it right now, and then when you get back to Japan, you can download it, no problem. Like, you're not gonna, like, come to your house and be like, you can't play that game. I kind of want to see it's, them it's, try. Yeah, it's, it's IP <laughs> locked, so you have to buy it now. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I yeah. think that's one I'll look into, because, you know, um, out of kind of recent RPGs, I was looking into, like, the Digimon Cyber Sleuth, and then also... You know, oh, Ryza. Yeah. You know, our girl. That, yeah, Ryza's not bad. Ryza's, I've looked at some gameplay. It doesn't, like, stun me and, like, it doesn't, like, make me go, oh, this is amazing. But it seems. No, it's not. It's fun. Fun. You know, it seems fun. And honestly, um, I don't know if there's an RPG that I'm looking forward to outside of, like, maybe Final Fantasy VII. And I need to go back and eventually finish up the Kingdom Hearts series. So I've played all the way up to two and um i haven't played all of like the ds ones so there's like the ds and then there's also birth by sleep so i just have to finish up some things and can't you just buy the ps4 like mega collection the one that's like kingdom hearts like 2.7 or whatever it is and it has all that stuff in there pardon me can't bring myself to rebuy i don't know it's just it feels so convoluted to me but i know i need to buy the last i think it's 2.5 Plus, what is isn't is, is isn't there for a, me? It's the one I need. There's a two point seven though, isn't it? Like, what's the two point seven? Is that the one with the 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 story with Aqua in it? Oh no, I thought two point five was the story with Aqua, or is it two point five oh, plus? See, it's that type of stuff. No, this, but they this, did release. This is the problem. This is the problem with Kingdom Hearts. We but, yeah. I mean, they did release the like you said the all encompassing one, and I think it's what is it. Fifty dollars, sixty, or was that no? It, maybe it's ninety. And there was one that's forty. I don't know. There's there were too many different ways to buy and play that game. Uh, okay. So you want Kingdom Hearts HD two point eight Final Chapter Prologue? That's what it's called. You want this is the full title. You want Kingdom Hearts HD two point eight Final Chapter Prologue. Um, it, ha- it, that- it has three games in there Dream Drop Distance, 
HD, Kingdom Hearts 0.2, Birth by Sleep, and uh, that's the one with Aqua, a fragmentary passage. That's the one with, with Aqua. And then Kingdom Hearts back cover? The Kingdom heck? Hearts Chi? Oh, yeah. I think that's that's probably the... Not Dream Drop Distance. Maybe the one for DS, another one that... The 358 over 2 or whatever, maybe? The movie? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Kingdom Hearts Chi was a mobile game. So, you want Kingdom Hearts Chi, it's included in, in 2.8, it's Kingdom Hearts Chi back cover, which is a cinematic film, so I guess if you never played the mobile game, which is probably a lot of people, you just want this. I feel like we're, like, that's a history class. You, you know, there, there, there needs to be an award for most convoluted story, Metal Gear, Kingdom Hearts, I don't know. Metal Gear, what I, else? I, I assure you, my friend, Metal Gear is not as complicated as Kingdom Hearts. Like, uh, it, it's, it's not. Like, it, like on, the, on, this, on a simple level, I think it is. It's, yeah, you're, I think you're, you're right on this. And, and maybe, to all of the fans, they're both actually not convoluted at all. Maybe. I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan, but like, if I were to explain, if someone was just like, oh, I want to get into Metal Gear, where do I start? And I'm like, easy peasy, play them in order. One, two, three, four, five. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and there you go, everyone. Alex, Alex's advice on how to play Metal Gear Solid and understandable, like, and understand it. Play them in order. One, two, three, four, five. Well, then it's, okay, so sorry. It's one, two, three, four, <laughs> Peace Walker, five. That's it. You don't need to play Peace Walker, but I highly, highly, highly recommend, recommend you it play before going into play Peace five. Walker. Well, because no, because you played. I don't. You, I think you played a little bit of five, but like five starts with the destruction of Mother Base, and you'll be like, "Why does Big Boss have an army? Like, where did that come from?" Peace Walker explains it. That game is so good. Peace Walker is so good. I need to see. There's so many games I need to play. You never played Peace Walker. I own Peace Walker. I'm afraid of owning oh it twice. Goodness. That's my thing. No. But, but, yes, but you I, played it, right? I started it on PSP. Oh, I it's, never... it's so good. It's, it's so good. Even on PSP, it's so good. See, I, I, like, the good thing about PSP is that, that thing is still such a good system. Like, every time I put it in my hands, I'm like, this is, it's just so good. I, I don't know. I have really good memories of my PSP. But we're, we're actually closing in on 30 minutes somehow. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, most of that was complaining about Japanese KFC and then J JRPGs, I guess. Thank you for staying with us. We're going to take a small break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some wonderful uh, stories in the world of gaming for you. That's, yes. We're out. See you on the other side. And welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining. Thanks for always staying here. We are into the best part of this segment of the, this podcast. I don't know. It's my favorite news. News, 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 news. Is that the theme for news? It's going to change every week. I mean, we can standardize it or we can just keep it random. Okay. Alex is like, you, you fool you do what you want yeah you do what you want <laughs> you do what you want eat your chicken and turkey while you're over there in america savage savage uh 
So anyways, yeah. The Game Awards, uh, as we know, Mr. Jeff Keighley, him and his uh, posse are uh, rounding up some good games to nominate. Actually, he does. I don't think he doesn't. But anyways, the, the Game of the Year nominees are, um, we've got Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, uh, Shadows Die Twice, The Outer Worlds, and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Alex, what do you think of the nominate, nominees, and uh, who do you think is going to get it? And, of course, we have the uh, number one quote-quote controversy in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Death Stranding being a game that Mr. Keeley himself is in. Yes. Right. So, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Um, well, I think... Well, to just start with the, the controversy, let's say. Um, that was my question as well. So, when... When I saw Jeff Keighley, his likeness at least, in Death Stranding, I was like, the Game Awards, right? Because I know him and Hideo Kojima are, are good friends, actually. They're best buds. Yeah, so the fact that they're, he's in the, in, in the game is Death Stranding, like, are they still going to get nominated for Game of the Year? And I, th- I think Jeff Keighley came out and kind of made a statement about the fact that it got nominated. He said he does not nominate he has no say in the right. nominations. Right. And he has, he has no say. He doesn't vote. He doesn't have any... any he just, he's not like, oh, I choose this to be Game of the Year or whatever. It's like a completely different panel or something like that. So he says it's not a conflict of interest because he may be running the show. He may be producing the show, but he's not voting on it and he's not making the list of nominees. Right. So, may, you know, I... I I guess that's fine, um, provided that's completely true, then, then yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. But there's also, like, this, is, this reminds me of a similar controversy, contra- controversy in Japan with Famitsu, and this again happened with Death Stranding, where the president, or the former president, I think, of, of Famitsu, of the parent company, I think, was in, well, at the time it was Peace Walker. Sorry, no, no, no. He was in ads for Peace Walker. Okay. And then, when the game got reviewed by Famitsu, they got a per- perfect score. The, the perfect 10. So people were like, this, this is not a con- conflict of interest. Like, you, your president is in ads trying to sell this game. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm assuming he got paid for them. And then in your publication, this game got a perfect score. Yeah. And usually, I think when it comes to well, journalistic integrity, they at least have to be like, disclaimer our president was you know in these ads it has no bearing on our score or whatever something like that right well they didn't they didn't do that and i think this is a couple years ago this is almost 10 years ago again talked like ironically talking about peace walker but i can't remember what happened exactly but the i think it was kotaku america that kind of broke the story okay but kotaku japan which is owned by a different company, got uninvited from a Konami event after this story had launched. Uh, yeah. I, get, I mean, I can definitely see that being, like, that happening, honestly. Yeah, it's such a Japanese petty thing to do. Um, I don't want to complain about Japanese business, but it's just, you know, it, it's so, it looks awful for, I mean, too, it looks awful for Konami, for 
you know, Kotaku was just like, hey, this is not a, this is probably a conflict of interest. And then they just got like blacklisted by Konami after the story. And not even that they like blacklisted like the wrong Kotaku. Because yeah. Kotaku Japan was not, they didn't, they didn't, they translated the story and they but, published it. But yeah, and they, but it wasn't them who, who wrote it, you know? Yeah, um, they didn't, they didn't write it, right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And I'm catching myself saying it's one of those things so many times. But I actually, so I have no real issues since he's come out and said, you know, he doesn't have a it's part. Like, yeah. It's, it's, you know, the, the journalist, um, you know, games journalism, games journalists, sorry, and media, you know, press outlets or whatever who do the nominees and voting. Uh, so I can't really, you know, like you said, it's either true or not in terms of if he has any power or say over it. My real issue is that Death Stranding literally isn't even a month old. Is it even a month old by the time mm-hmm. the Game Awards mm-hmm. come out? Like, how can this be Game of like, Game the of the Year? year? Like, control, I agree, I agree. Control is, I think, a little bit ahead, maybe October, September. I can't remember. It's, I mean, it's not that much more, but it isn't like yeah. less than a month, you know. You got Resident Evil 2 that was earlier in the year, Sekiro as well. The Outer Worlds is also, you can say... That's, a, that's, that's new. That's pretty new uh, in a mm-hmm. similar time frame. And then you have Super Smash Brothers, which was, of course, earlier in this year uh, in the spring. So there's you can see how they have it divided up into kind of uh, old, as in earlier this year, and then new. Yeah, it, it's almost not... Fair. And I feel like, you know, they should be doing it the way that, like, I think the Academy Awards does it, where if it's just too late in the year, it, get, it gets rolled over to next year. To next year. I think that's... Like, that's, it's... Yeah. You know, and, like, let's say, uh, just for argument's sake, what if a huge game came out last week? What if Death Stranding came out last week instead? Would it have still gotten the nominee? And, like, I don't think... It should have. Um, we don't have time as a community to really digest this game completely, to like really, you know, finish the game and sit down and then like really think about was this game, you know, game of the year material. I'm not arguing it's a bad game. Um, um it's a good game, but is yeah. it game of the year? Is yeah. it game of the year? And I know, uh, you know, there's certain games that that'll grab us, you know, immediately when we play them and we, they make us want to replay them or the second time we do play them or even the third time we, we notice more and more, I don't know, the, the kind of the characteristic characteristics of the game, what makes them more appealing, you know, what makes it something that is game of the year or even on that initial, you know, it's when people played breath of the, of the wild for the first time, you know, that, that first time they, they, they got into the game and it just, everything that hit them, you know, and I, I'm sure that that's more for you than for me. I'm just assuming um, it, it kind of felt that way. But that, for me, that kind of defines a game of the year is when you, you, you first play it and you have this, this sense of, you know, I'm really sp- stepping into something special. And mm-hmm. each part of the journey as it unfolds, you know, you continue to kind of learn something new about each part of the game, whether it be the music or the art, you know, you know how the, the art direction changes throughout the game. All these things, you know, I think make for game of the year material. And 
like you said, sometimes that can't be digested on the first playthrough. And especially with games being more of a social experience now, you know, it's just, I don't know. Right. With, like right. Death Stranding, you can't just, hey, game of the year. Excuse yeah, me? It just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, it's so, you know, it's too close to, to launch for me. I think games, for me at least, games that I would consider to be game of the year, um, leave a lasting impression after I'm done it. Um, and I, I haven't really felt that way for a lot of games in a while. I think for me, it still has to be near Automata or Persona 5, mm. where the game has ended, but I'm still like thinking about it. And that's, to me, that's game of the year material. So that's... I'll be straight up. I'll be honest with you. Looking at this entire list right now, I've only played two games, Death Stranding and Smash Bros. Ultimate. I have not played any of the other games. So I've, I, I was, so it's kind of weird. Like, um, Honestly, I'm hoping Smash gets it because that game, it's, every time I see a Smash Brothers, I honestly just, I remember, I think it was maybe, was it four for Wii U? I think that was four. Um, mm -hmm. Or for one of the Smash Brothers, I cried when I saw the trailer. I don't know what it is about you, Smash Brothers. You, you cried? I had like like a teardrop. I had a couple of tears. Oh my god. Because it's special. Like Smash is so special when you see all these characters you grew up with, but then, you know, with each other and things happen. Like, I don't know. Smash to me is a celebration. And there is no other word that can describe uh, it. It's just a celebration and pure joy. Yeah. And yeah, ultimate it, is the like max, like the climax. I don't, I don't know if they should ever do another Smash after it. Just keep copying it for the next system. I don't know, but it's just a celebration, and there's so much love into it. It's all it's fan service for sure. Um, we've so when I was playing Ultimate and you know four on 3DS and Wii U, you can tell that that game is made to please fans with the music selection, like the, just the stuff they put in there, like all the fans have the trophies and like the, all the characters to start with. And um, just, I think if, if you enjoy video games, there is something for you in a Smash in, Bros. In game. In a Smash Brothers game. Yeah, and, to, to enjoy. I mean, like even with the recent, like Terry Bogard, that... Like Sakurai, I'm like seriously. Sakurai got on YouTube, and you know they they do these kind of character unveilings and kind of go into the mechanics of them. But like literally, Sakurai is just giving a list, like a history lesson on the you know of SNK plus the Neo Geo plus Fatal Fury series and King of Fighters. And the fact that he's just like, yeah, we wanted to get like these songs in, but then they're like, oh yeah. You can actually get all of these songs. I mean, there's, I think there's what, 60 something songs that are like in just for the, this little edition for Terry Bogard, like all these classic SNK songs. I mean, it is a celebration of games and the entire Japanese industry. Almost there's everyone. I don't know. My bet is on smash, uh, Sekiro. I've played it slash watched it to the end pretty much. And it's enjoyable, but I mean, you know, my heart still is probably going to go with one of the other Souls-like games, um, which Code Vein is not on this list by Code Vein. Um, I think Code Vein is very popular, but I don't think it's quite these numbers. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean, honestly, uh, I that can would be see, impressive, though. 
It would it would have been really impressive. I, I mean, I, I so my two I'm gonna say either RE2, um, because that was also really good, or Super Smash Brothers. I guess we'll have to wait um, until whatever the show is. I'm I, not sure. I think it's December 11th, 12th, or 13th, somewhere around there. Okay. Well, I think like like I said, I've only played Death Stranding and Smash Bros. So I would I would pick Smash Bros. out of the two games that I played. Just for the same reason, like it's a it's a well crafted game. Uh, the story mode, I guess you could call it, the adventure mode, was a lot of fun. It was really fun. And you know, I recommend it. If you have a Switch, you should probably play have it. it. Just because, yeah, it's just one of the games that I think goes well with the console that you own. I mean, like I said, if you like video games, there is something for you here, in some form, whether it be music, stages, trophies. Uh, like just cameos, uh, it's 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 something to enjoy. Maybe you know, obviously I'm not saying like go hardcore on it. The dope, try to go to Evo with Smash Bros. But you can just play it really casually and have a good time. I recommend casually because I've tried playing it competitively on accident. I mean, what do you mean on accident? That like you wandered into a tournament and you're like, hi, I'm here for the. Uh, Alright, so tournament? okay, so maybe it wasn't on accident. I didn't wander into the tournament. I participated in uh, in a tournament back in college, and I did not realize that like the top Smash players in Alabama and some of the surrounding states were there. And uh, I just got juggled, like I got juggled. I couldn't even press buttons. Like, it, it was worse than had... Marvel versus Capcom <laughs> three. That's like, funny. Like I, I just I gave up at one point. I'm like you guys, you guys are are crazy. Shoutouts to JMix as well. I don't I don't know if he's listening, but he's he's a really good Smash player that I know. And this man has literally a hundred percented every part of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Really, that's impressive. That's how much he loves Smash. He's dedicated. Man is dedicated. Uh, but but yeah, we're gonna move on uh, to some other news. There's not much else in the news that I found. I don't know, Alex, did you find anything? I know Apex has, you know, Apex Legends is now raising the level cap to level 500. Uh-huh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I mean, it's just a good thing that that Respawn is um, wanting this game. And you could say, like, oh, it's only because it's making them money, and maybe that's true, but it's still good to see them seem to care. And I, mean, I think Respawn isn't... They're not a big studio. Like, they've done so far Timefall 1, 2... Apex Legends and Jedi Fallen Order. That's literally it. That that's it. And I mean, it's honestly when I saw the news, I was I was actually kind of happy because me and my friend we were talking about this, and one of the things that we kind of missed that we had in Overwatch was the sense of every level you got something. You know, you you oh, received like a, loot, a pack, right? A pack, right? And you know, the thing with Apex and is that you get your packs up to level 100 but then it stops and then it's just you know legend tokens and um that's it like you really need to get the battle pass is is the thing and some people i like the battle pass i think they've done an excellent job with the battle pass especially season three season three's battle pass is um it's great and i'm sad i'm not actually playing it to finish this battle pass i finished the first two uh, but yeah, up to level 500 now, you're going to be able to get 
uh, more packs. So I think it's up to like 199 packs completely if you go through the entire level 500. Uh, you're also going to be able to get uh, these little the the charms as well. So every the, the gun charms, the yeah. gun charms, yeah. Like every 100 levels, you can get gun charms. So maybe you, um, you know, you want to show off your gum charm or even the badge you'll have a badge for that so you know some people they might not be good at ranked games and they can't have you know i made it to platinum tier that's not you know that's not their badge but you know they can have a badge that says i play a lot of apex and i love this game you know i think that's that's, I think that's cool um i don't know about console actually but i noticed on pc recently a lot of people are hiding their stats because, like, you know, when you, when you do the, the team, like, before a game starts, it shows, mm -hmm. like, the trackers, whatever. Right, right. A lot of people are hiding all the trackers, so it says no data, no data, no data. We're, it's the same on, P, on PS4. We, we started noticing oh, okay. it about a month back. It's just like, oh, this person has no stats anymore. Yeah, people are doing it on PC a lot. I don't know why. That, I mean, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm doing it as well. Like, we turned off all my trackers. We, uh, yeah, uh, if you log back into Apex, I think on December 3rd, when the update goes live, you're going to get 14 new, 14 to 20, um, Apex packs if you are already level 100. So I guess get ready to get some more stats, maybe a skin, maybe a, a gun. I don't know. There's so much stuff that you can get in Apex, but I don't know. Enjoy leveling up everyone. We're not going to go into details about it, but everything is, uh, increased. Yeah, up to 500, so that's good. That's kind of like when they increase the, 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 um, the regeneration ranks for Titanfall 2. Um, the cap is so high now. They haven't supported Titanfall 2 anymore, but I think the last thing they did was, it was increase the regen caps. And then when you bump to someone who's like Gen 100, you're like, oh, oh no, I'm in trouble. Well, speaking of, of Titanfall 2, uh, I know you've got to be excited or not excited. Oh, I mean, yeah, for, I'm for kind of excited. Plus this yeah. month for December, Titanfall 2? Yep, yeah, and with like, and Monster Energy prevent, like, presents Motocross or whatever it is. That's like the full title of the game. Yo, Motocross is a, is a, is a straight up good sport to watch. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't, I'll probably, <laughs> I don't even think I'll, I'll play the other one, but now Titanfall 2 is the free game for plus. If you haven't played it, just, just play it. It's a really good campaign. It's not too long. Uh, it won't take you that long, I think, on regular difficulty. And then you can kind of enjoy wall running, which is awesome. Um, and Titans, I guess, which is two things that Apex does not have, sadly. But it's a good game. I'm kind of excited. I mean, that's good. Maybe it'll get more buzz. But I don't, I don't think people will come back to Titanfall 2 in, in droves. I don't see it happening, unfortunately. Well, you've got to start the movement. Well... We we just might need Titanfall three to do it, and who knows when that'll be? Because they're still supporting Apex for a while. Apex, Battlefield, no, not Battlefield, Medal of Honor. There we go. Apex and Medal of Honor and uh, yeah. Star Wars, which the new Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order has. It's one of uh, I believe the fastest digital selling uh, Star Wars games for EA, and it's doing really well across. So, I mean, hey. I think they're going to potentially, probably, make a sequel. I know a lot of people are enjoying it, and I also am looking forward to playing it when I get back. I'm going to probably buy it 
but yeah kudos to to, to respawn uh shout outs to them if they're ever listening we love you and we love all you apex yeah. players we're not an apex podcast <laughs> i know alex when we tweet and we're gonna i guess we can kind of wrap it up we're almost like in an hour somehow mm-hmm. <laughs> we've almost made it there um but yeah, we're we're not an Apex podcast, but we do love the game. We do love, you know, a lot of the respawn games and uh we we wanna try to I don't know, just talk about what we love every once in a while and continue the ball rolling. I don't know. Anything else? For sure. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's kind of a slow period. A lot of people are just enjoying their holidays and stuff. Uh Black Friday's upon us. I mean, hopefully you guys can get some good deals. Um, whether that be games or gaming related stuff, you might be able to get a console if you have if you don't already own a Switch, for example. Uh, Steam sale still going on for a couple more days. A couple stuff on my wish list is on sale. Um, so I woke up to an email from Steam and they're like, "Hey, your wish list is on sale." I'm like, "Oh, so it is." So I don't know. Get some games and then don't talk to your family. That's the way that I enjoy my holidays. There you go. That's an expert, you know, expert advice. Get your uh. Get your game on. Make sure that you're you're doing everything you need to do to uh, enjoy your Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales deals. That's it. Uh, by the time you yeah, yeah, by the time you hear this, it'll be over. It'll be over. So. <laughs> by the time you hear this, it'll be done. But yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at ugp underscore cast. We're also now on YouTube. Um, I don't know how to say the YouTube channel. Other than just 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 put it in the show notes. That's it. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, we're going to be uploading episodes there all the way up until the current episode, which you know we hope you'll actually subscribe, leave a like, also I don't know, leave some uh, reviews, leave a five star review on iTunes or any other podcasting service, which you can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, or you know iTunes, Google Podcast, Overcast, any of those major podcasting apps. I believe that is it for the spiel. Do you have anything else? Nope. Um, I don't know. Have fun. Play video games. And uh, take it easy. All right. There we go. And uh, once again, everyone, thanks for, for joining us. And we'll see you next week for episode 13. You guys are awesome, you guys and girls. And uh, thanks for the follows and likes on Twitter. We will catch you again next time. Until then, remember, you set the tone and enjoy playing games. Peace. Peace.